Back on February 11th, I get a text in a group chat from my Aunt Laura. She starts, Okay, it looks like we are still in a bit of a limbo. Doctor's not sure whether it's type 1 or 2 until he gets additional lab. The lab he needs won't get back to him until Friday or early next week, so he wants me to go on insulin one time a day. This was the first I'd heard of any of this, which made sense because it turned out I wasn't supposed to get that text. She had sent it to the wrong group chat by accident. We got on the phone, and she caught me up with what was going on. So last week you started feeling weird, right? Well, it was actually the the week before I didn't feel so hot, but I wasn't sure what it was. I felt like not excessive thirst, but my mouth just felt funny and tasted funny. Like dry mouth? Like dry mouth. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh. You know, and I, in the past, we had been watching my A1C levels because they were higher than they should have been. But uh, my doctor had said he's had several patients who have had higher levels their whole life and have never gone into uh, needing diabetic treatment. So when I knew it, it didn't seem right, and I knew this could have been symptoms, I called last week and asked for a physical and blood test. Well, my doctor was out of town last week, but his colleague went ahead and ordered the blood test for me. And so I went in and had the blood test and scheduled actually the physical for like, I don't know, it was like September 18th or 19th. But I knew if it was high, my blood sugar, that they would call me. And on Friday, they called me and said, the doctor wants to see you on Monday. So, and I asked what my blood sugar was, and it was over 300. Um, They didn't have the chart, so they couldn't tell me my A1C. But um, I knew it was probably high. So I went in Monday morning, and, you know, of course, it was a bad weekend. Because I, being a registered dietitian, I knew the differences between type 1 and type 2, and what those two things meant for lifestyle changes. And you also know me. Correct. I knew, um, you know, what you went through and your um, change of your life, change of your family's life because you were diagnosed young. And so, and then I also, since I'm a registered dietitian, early in my career, I did a lot of diabetic counseling. So, you know, I, I probably know much more than the average person who gets diagnosed, you know, right, you know, they're told at a doctor's office you're diabetic and you need to start changing your life right now. Yeah. Did you, you know, when you were feeling weird two weeks ago, you know, did you think about your symptoms and like remember what I went through? What was that, 18 years ago? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because when I look back at when you, Uh, were diagnosed, you know, it was an emotional time for our family. Mm -hmm. You know, my, you know, your grandmother was ill and then died and you were a teen. So you were, you know, there's expected growth during that period. But I do remember um, seeing the photo of you with your siblings and thinking, wow, Craig looks really thin which was taken at that time. And then when your mother called me and said, something's not right, that's, you know, I was just like, just go to the doctor. (laughs) Go Mm. to the doctor now. So I wasn't around you enough to know that you were 
showing the symptoms, you know, like, you know, drinking a lot. Yeah. And, you know, you know, so, and your mother, of course, you know, didn't, probably didn't know that was, you know. We didn't know what the symptoms were. Yes. We didn't know what to look for. Yeah. Right. Right. When you go to a doctor, they're testing for type one. They're not just assuming it's type two. When they did the initial test, it was me just saying, I want you to, I need a lab done. So I was the one who actually, you know, said, I, I really want to get in and see him because I, I'm, I'm having these symptoms that I think could be, you know, could be happening to me. Yeah. Now, in the discussion, because I ended up losing uh, over 10 pounds. Who, you or the doctor, thought, you know, you should do the test to make sure it's not type 1. Was that something you pushed for? My doctor, who's in a, just a general internist, you know, I think he was grappling with how to make sure that I'm type 1, you know, and, and not misdiagnose me as type 1 or type 2. So he wanted to do this additional test to make sure. I mean, you know, he said it's rare, but it's not uncommon. And, you know, it does happen. So, he, but he didn't want to just jump the gun. Because then you go through so much time doing the wrong thing. Right. right? Doing the wrong thing, which I think is kind of common. Yeah. I think that happens it's really to a lot common. of people. Yeah. But it, it does put you through a range of emotions. And to be honest with you, I've just kind of just decided I have type one. And if it's not, then then it's a relief, I'll be amazed. right? Yeah. At least you've yeah, prepared I mean, for the I mean, worst. I'm just I'm just going through the emotions of having type one. <laughs> so, you know, that's it, it, that's a lot, but it's I I need to start it now. You know, I don't want to just be hanging on waiting for, you know, something that you know, may not happen. So Yeah. And what are those emotions? Okay, well, you know, it's kind of funny. I think it's probably the emotions that most people have when they get diagnosed with something. I don't know, but this is the way I feel. First, you go through that. Did I do something wrong? Mm, You know, or maybe I should have exercised more. Maybe I should have, you know, but I don't. In the reality of my mind knows if it's type one, it was going to appear. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, sometime that that it was, it was going to happen. Um, The realization of a huge life change, you know, I mean, of testing sugars, really making sure I'm paying attention to portion sizes. You know, I, I already watch what I eat. Sadness about... Uh, the fact that I love to bake, and now I'm not going to stop baking. I can't do that. It's like part of me. But also knowing that as a type one, and you as a type one, you eat everything. You know that I eat so, a lot because I eat everything you bake. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, knowing you has helped in the fact that I know how much uh, diabetic treatment has changed and the technology has changed. So it, it it's just a, a matter of, um, you know, it's just adjusting. It's a big adjustment in your life. And, you know, it, it's just the way it is. You have to do it. Uh, some fear, the fear, you know, you hear the stories about, 
you know, low blood sugar. People do die from complications, and but people die from complications of other diseases too. So I, I keep balancing it back and forth with, you can do this, <laughs> it's okay, and just a little bit of sadness. It's, it's kind of just the fear of the unknown, right? Especially at this yeah. point where you don't know if it's type one or type two, but then either way, what does that have in store for, you know, your lifestyle and your life? Like something will change either way, you know? Right. If it's that right. it's taking will pills change. every day and eating, you know, less carbs and right. exercising more, if it's taking insulin and testing your blood sugar every time you eat, like either way, it's a, it's a change. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's a change whenever, you know, you they diagnose you with high blood pressure. They diagnose you with uh, even just overweight, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, heart conditions, you have to, uh, you have to make changes and change is hard. <laughs> so yeah, it's just realizing, you know, now knowing how well you've controlled your uh, blood sugars and, you know, I, I know it can be done. So I keep thinking, okay, if you know, Craig can do this. <laughs> if Craig can do this, anyone I can do, can do this. <laughs> <clears throat> no, you know, I just mean, you know, you're so much more active than I am. You're so much more, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I My life is a lot different than your life. But, you know, I, I don't want to get over. I, I know I, I'll be overwhelmed on some days, but I also know that many people have diabetes and they're fine. They get through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like when I was diagnosed, I mean, I was only 13, but I was also, you know, like so sick going up to it. And then it was just so sudden that it was just like, okay, you have diabetes that I didn't really, like, I don't remember a period of like worry or mourning. And I think it, part of that was just ignorance. Like I knew so little about it, even after I was diagnosed that I didn't know. So I don't know that ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Like I just kind of, my lifestyle just changed because I was told by the doctors and parents and whoever that this is what I had to do. And I didn't really know enough to think any different. And didn't you feel better once you were diagnosed? Oh my God. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt I mean, so I think miserable. That's the other. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I think it, when you're really, really that sick and, and yeah, you all of a sudden realize, well, I feel so much better, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, that helps. So you left the doctor. Did you see the doctor yesterday on Monday? Yeah. I, yeah. I saw the doctor yesterday and then it, it's. Healthcare is a big limbo, as you know. Yeah. So I was trying to schedule yesterday. Uh, he wants to put me on insulin, uh, you know, uh, long acting, um, until he got a diagnosis. But, you know, yesterday, you know, it was, I don't know, we, we couldn't set up an appointment for me to go to get the training to, you know, administer the insulin. And so I just said, you know, I just kind of tried not to stress. <laughs> I did go get my blood, the monitor, so I could test my blood sugars. And that helps me because then I kind of know where I am during a day. 
And I can know that I'm not, if I got excessively high, I would know about it, you know. But I also have changed my eating. You know, I'm limiting my carbs and mainly, you know, eating things that are, you know, meat-based. Well, because without insulin, you have no other options right now, right? Like that's your only option is just not eat carbs. Yeah. Right. So was that your first time testing your blood sugar, you know, besides the nurse Yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that like? And it, it, you know, well, I have the AccuMeter and we did step-by-step. Your, you know, my husband helped yeah. me. Um, and it's, it was fine. I've had a few where I've pricked my finger and I can't get enough blood out. Mm. And I think that's because I'm more dehydrated. Oh, yeah. So I'm still learning how much blood to get on my finger before I put it to the strip. So you don't waste the strip. But I will tell you, you know, when, when I first started as a dietitian many, many years ago, you know, this is this pricking, and it's not fun pricking every day. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it's not as invasive as it used to be. You know, I mean, the needles were thicker. The You know, I mean, it, so the technology that they have now is really amazing, you know, for you to just digitally find out what your blood sugar is. So to me, the pricking, you know, you prick it and you're like, ah, but then... I also do a lot of embroidery, and I prick my finger. <laughs> so I decided, you know what? It, it, it I can live with it. You know, uh, down the road, if I'm type one, then I probably want to go to. Um, isn't there more electronic? The monitoring? continuous glucose monitor. Like yeah, that I have where I. You just, know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was planning to update my phone, so I'm gonna update. You know, I would update my phone. So I could have that. And I think that would make life a lot easier for me, you know, at least comfort-wise to know where I am with my sugar all the time. And so when do you get your insulin pen? Is that today? Well, we ordered it and then um, they had to ask the doctor if I could have the generic version. So I'm I'm assuming it's there, but until I get an appointment to train how to use it, I feel like we could just you know, FaceTime and I could just show you how to do that. I know, but, you know, I should probably nah. go. Yeah, I know, but I'd feel better going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because they're going to cover other stuff, you know. And at this point, like I said, I'm not sure. You know, this is like kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know if there's a way I could just... Hold out till Friday, you know, doing my blood sugars and eating. Yeah, it's four four more days of me not, well, it would probably be through the weekend. But then if Monday, if I could see a doctor, get the train, you know what I mean? I could really hit the ground better than starting this and learning this. And do I go back? Because what are they going to train me in? Just the one, and then I'm going to have to go back for the meals. And, you know, it's... But I could call you because if I go get the training for the one and then I do have it and I have to start giving myself before meals, well, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you can just call me. Anytime. I mean, I would go back, but I would call, you know, and say, hey, what am I, walk me through this for this yeah. meal. Yeah. But at least there's so many, you know, like I said, I'm going to update my phone too so I can get the better apps 
that show you carb counts and stuff. And and I know that's a big difference than when I was counseling 25 years ago. And you had to give people, you know, I books. remember my book, <laughs> my Calorie King book that I yeah. carried with me to every restaurant. Flip through, yeah. you know, yellow tortilla, white tortilla, you know. Yeah. That was crazy. And how many, you know, <clears throat> how many carbs. But that's the way it was. I mean, you didn't have. So that's what I mean. At least technology has brought all these new, you know, advances. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think. It felt like thinking back now, It's it seemed like such a stone age, you know, in comparison. Yes. You know, carrying around books yes. and, you know, log books with pens and paper, you know, the vials yep. and syringes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if there was ever a time to be diagnosed, now would be the time. It's like this emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. We'll uh, check back in when you get your test results, hopefully Friday. You know, he he did say he, he was tending toward type one, which, you know, was good. He was honest with me. But he was also concerned because I have no autoimmune disease at all. But again, like you said, having you as a nephew. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, and hey, I'm sorry you got it. I would, the day your mother called me, I was, you know, I just thought, oh, life is going to be different. <laughs> Especially since you didn't eat anything before that. Yeah, true. So- <laughs> I had a very weird diet. <laughs> so if anything, it made you eat healthier. Yeah, there you go. It did. Yeah, no. Absolutely. I'm trying to look at the bright side yeah. of things. I mean, I know you you try to do that too, but there are, you know. Yeah, and at the very least, you know, if it's um if it is type 1, you've had, you know, 60 years without it, which right. is nice. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it, you know, I mean it's 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 the way it is. You have to just kind of look at it as this is what it is. And like I said, I, if I look at it as whichever one I have, I'll tell people because I want them to understand, you still need to pay attention. Like my doctor said to me, I do not like the word juvenile diabetes, you know. So, you know, he he gets it. You know, he's like, no, adults can get it. And I said, I knew adults could get it. I mean, I knew that. I was just hoping. <laughs> yeah, hoping it wasn't you. <laughs> I, was, I was the one who was going to get, you know, I was like, why do I have to be an oddball? Yeah. But if I'm an, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. So. In the next episode of Thicker Than Water, we see if Aunt Laura is an oddball or not. Thicker Than Water is a production of Beta Cell, and it's produced by me, Craig Steubing. A very special thanks to my Aunt Laura for letting me record the show about her. If you haven't yet, subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get all of our shows downloaded onto your listening device automatically. If you love any or all of the Beta Cell shows, you can support us on Patreon. There you can get bonus clips as well as our brand new supporter-only show, Out of Range After Dark. I'm Craig, and this is Thicker Than Water.